0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 4th of November. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this presentation. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. Or you can head on over to the themarcus.today.com.au website if you're listening to this on a podcast. And while you're there, if you're not a member of the Marcus Today community, we'd love to have you on board. You can sign up for a free 14-day trial. All right. Well, the scores on the doors this morning: we have SPY futures up 37 points or half a percent, back up to 7,400. So looking good. Dow Jones, Nasdaq, S&P 500, all hitting record highs. The Russell. 2000 as well, hitting record highs, not something we've seen for a long, long time. And what was driving this, of course, was the Federal Reserve meeting and Chief Jerome Powell, who is in the process of interviewing for his job, so he doesn't actually want to put too many steps wrong, didn't put any steps wrong last night. They are going to taper. It's going to be gradual. No talk of interest rate rises anywhere on the horizon, at least, and uh, still talk that inflation is transitory. I'm not sure how transitory and transitory is because they're talking about those pressures being released in inflation in the third quarter of next year. That seems a long time to be in transit, but there you go. Didn't stop the Dow uh, heading higher, records falling. We had the Dow Jones up 105 points or 0.29%, 36,158, 36,158. NASDAQ, was up 1.04%, 162, 15,812. How long can it be before it hits 16,000? And the S&P 500 up in the middle for diddle. Normal service is resumed, up 0.65%, 30 points to 4,661. As far as the VIX index goes, that fell. All this optimism is causing people to get very complacent about risk so why bother buying options on the cboe to hedge that risk when you can just buy the market down 5.8% to 15 spot 10 as i said spy futures up 37 points as far as commodities go last night we did see the oil price get whacked a little bit certainly there's uh, urging from some of oil's biggest customers and joe biden the administration for opec to get it's act together which is meeting today well thursday in Uh, Northern Hemisphere time zone at least, and increase production. Brent crude fell 3.2% to $81.99, and WTI fell 3.6%, or $3.05 to $80.86. So a little bit of sloppiness expected today in those oil stocks. But gold back to $17.6390, down $25.50, down 1.4%. It has been hovering between $17.50 and 1800. dollars So expect a little bit of a sell-off in some of those gold stocks as well today. Iron ore, though, doing better, up 3.4%. $3.25 to $99.70, just shy of $100 Uh, Iron ore, of course, mainly trades in China and Singapore. So we tend to see the price increase or decrease in our time zone, rather than looking at yesterday's price, which is where that price is coming from, and reacting off the back of that. In terms of other commodities, last night we saw copper down 0.8, nickel got smacked down 2.5%, aluminium down 1.4, zinc down 0.76, lead unchanged, tin pretty much unchanged as well, and International mining stocks: Freeport-McMoRan down 0.8 of a percent. Alcoa up 0.7. TechCorp down 4.6. Anglo-American up one and a half. Glencore up uh, 0.35 and Vale down 2.1 percent. In U.S. trade on the ADRs, BHP pretty much following what they did in our time zone yesterday. Uh, not much direction of their own. BHP up 1.17 percent and Rio up 0.27%. The Aussie dollar 74.47. Lucky I will get that price right. It seems that yesterday's price was a a, a bit of a hark back to the 1980s pre-Hawking Keating because the actual price of the Aussie dollar had been hard coded into our data box rather than free floating so it was back to the days when we didn't have a free floating dollar now we've got it right 74.47 there on the Aussie dollar so apologies for my rubbish uh, jibber yesterday about the Aussie dollar as uh, being at uh, a cent higher than it actually was S&P 500 overnight there you go you can see pushing ever highward in terms of those records falling records across the board Uh, last night on the back of Federal Reserve Chief's comments. You can see here at around uh, 2.30 after he came out from the FOMC meeting over the two days, it took off like the scolded cat that it is. So uh, records falling, good for our market and good for the bull market to continue. As far as major stories go last night, stocks hitting record bond curve steepens after the Fed and it announced a plan to slow bond buying program by 15 billion a month. Not that that's going to make a lot of difference to the man in the street, but it does show, again, that the Fed is taking it very, very gently as far as taper goes and as far as rate rises going. And he says they will be patient on hikes and can act on inflation if needed. The Democrats are reaching a deal on legislation to lower prescription drug prices could pave the way for a House vote on both fiscal packages this week. And the Senator Manchin is most optimistic comments yet. He says he thinks a deal on the 1.75 trillion social spending package can get done before Thanksgiving. Well, that's three weeks away. Logistics provider GXO, supply chain snags starting to subside and Chinese services activity expands at a faster rate yesterday. Another report saying car shortages putting the world's economy at risk and wheat has hit a nine-year high in Chicago, adding further pressure to food pricing rises. New Zealand unemployment rate falls to a 14-year low, and that is increasing the odds of a further NBNZ rate hike. And Biden to announce his nominations fairly quickly for the post of uh, head of the Federal Reserve. And, of course, Powell must be the favourite there. And the PBOC boosts... in. Money supply, injection of short-term cash into the banking season, and White House keeping pressure on OPEC to boost output. What's on today? We've got the trade balance for September. We've got the third quarter retail sales volume. We've got uh, tonight, we've got the Bank of England policy meeting. This is going to be a biggie, I guess, because it is possible that they will raise rates. And we also have the US trade balance for September. The Fed goes gradual. Everyone is happy. This has not been seen since January 2018, where the S&P 500, the Dow, the Nasdaq, and the Russell 2000, all-time highs for a second straight day. And the ISM services index in the US advanced to 66.7 last month, exceeding all projections. And US new orders and business activity also increased to the highest in data back to 1997. We've gone through uh, BHP and Rio. Tesla up 3.6%. Apple up 1%. Amazon up 2.2%. Netflix up 1.6%. Even its hip to be square was up 1.4%. And in China yesterday, Coke and coal futures rose for the first time in six trading sessions. They didn't just rise. They went bananas up 14% on a squeeze, on a backwardation in prices there. And major crude consumers intensified pressure on OPEC to boost supplies when it meets today in the Northern Hemisphere. The Ventia IPO is doing the rounds at the moment. There's early interest in the 2.75 to 3 cents 15 range, which would give it <coughs> excuse me, a market cap of around $3 billion on listing. And the ACCC has said port delays are hurting the economy. TPG, private equity, has taken a 5.3% stake in CleanAway CWY. And Paladin this morning has updated us on the Lager Heinrich mine restart plan. Got to say, it doesn't look like they're going to be restarting it just yet. And even if they do decide to restart it, they're still talking to... um, people that are interested in offtake agreements in terms of pricing and longevity of those agreements. Even if they start it today, it will take 18 months to get it back into production and then another year or so to get it back to full production. So still some way off for Paladin. Question of the day today, we're going to do this now uh, and... Uh This is the question of the day today. Did Friday signal something more worrying than just a sharp fall? That is not the question of the day today. I didn't change it. What is the ASX 200 going to be at Christmas Eve? I'll put it up on Facebook and you can enter. We'll run it uh, for a few days and then uh, we'll close it off. And whoever gets nearest the pin on Christmas Eve will get a little something in their Christmas stocking from me. So, uh, bragging rights to be able to get nearest the pin, ASX 200 on Christmas Eve. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group. Great group over there. Really worthwhile resource. I'd urge you to join, even if you hate Facebook. Or, sorry, Meta, as the artist formerly known as Facebook is now known. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, you'll be aware that we have split our podcasts into four. So you can choose one, two, three or four of the podcasts or, of course, none if you're not that interested and you can subscribe and you won't miss a thing on those podcasts. They're split into the Marcus Strategy podcast, the On The Desk podcast where the boys talk about a subject, uh, financial themes, etc., or my On the Couch podcast, where I talk to some of the fund managers around, some CEOs and people that interest me generally. And of course, there's the Breakfast Briefing and the End of Day podcast. So if you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community, we'd love to have you on board. You can always go to marcustoday.com.au, sign up for a free two-week trial. What more can you ask for in a great Christmas gift? Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.